I'm here. I don't know how to start my podcast today for some reason, but um, I'm excited and nervous about today's episode because I am finally talking about ADHD. Um, If you guys have kept up with my podcast, you know I mentioned it. I've been planning on doing an episode about ADHD for a very long time now, probably a few months. Um, But your girl's been struggling to like, because I wanted it to be like a very well-structured, thought-out, planned episode uh, where I did research and I had notes and statistics and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was going to be a real episode. I mean, obviously all my episodes are real, but it was going to be a real structured episode. Um, But I don't structure my episodes because I have difficulty like planning and executing and um, hence the ADHD part. But um, so it's, I also realized that like, I, I just want to talk about it and like do it because I think it'll help me feel a little bit more okay with it as well as like just getting an understanding because I I do research like I've done research on ADHD and I'll, I'll read things and I'll like but it's never it's never structured research it's like I will like one day like listen to a podcast and like listen to this doctor talk about ADHD and I'm like oh cool cool and then I just forget like my memory is terrible so I just forget about it so like I wanted to do like structured research where like I take notes and like I really have like I actually try to learn this stuff Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been very difficult. So I decided to just like sit down and kind of wing it, but also kind of not like I took a few little notes, um, like right before starting this about things that I've heard or things that I've read. And like, I have the DSM five, so I have the diagnostic criteria. Um, so I have a little bit of research written or like notes written down on things that I want to talk about today, but um, mostly I'm kind of winging it because in my head I had this expectation of like what I wanted this episode to be and I'm definitely not meeting those expectations but also maybe they just weren't realistic expectations so I decided to just kind of try and sit down and like what I could come up with right now I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna try and who knows, maybe I hate this and you'll never hear it. Or maybe I later on, like, we'll try to re-record and like do it a little bit in more detail. I don't know. But for now, I decided that I really wanted to record this episode and I was tired of waiting and putting it off. And so I'm just, I'm here now. So let's, let's talk about it. So, um, disclaimer right from the beginning, I am not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a therapist. I have what I'm talking about today is just like my own experiences, my own research, but I am not a professional at all. So just so you're aware. Um, so ADHD, also known as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, it is a neurodevelopmental disorder, um, that is seen when you get diagnosed for ADHD, it kind of breaks down into two different types. So there's the primarily inattentive type or the primarily hyperactive type, or if you meet the criteria for both, you are the combined type. So I guess three different types, inattentive, hyperactive, or combined is how you can be diagnosed. Um, so I kind of broke down, I pulled out the DSM-5 to see and go through the diagnostic criteria and just 
and see, like, I don't know, talk about how, if I feel like I match that, if I don't, whatever. So first one that we'll look at is the inattention. So with inattention, the, I believe it's nine different criterias that they have. Um, first one would be to, if you fail to pay like close attention to details, you make careless mistakes, you're inaccurate, uh, you miss work, things like that. Um, so I do feel like I meet that. Um, I try to pay close attention, but I think for me, like, I, I don't know if it's that like, I just, I'm trying to get things done very fast. So my best example would be like at work, if I do inventory, there's been uh, several times that it has to be redone when I do inventory because I just make simple little mistakes. Um, it's happened before. I think my brain is just kind of moving too fast or I'm just trying to get through things too quickly that I'll miss very simple little things. Um, so that's the first one. A second one would be difficulty paying attention. Um, that could be in like conversations, if you're reading something in lectures, um, whatever, like whatever you're engaged with. Um, I definitely also feel like I meet that one. I can't read. I've been talking about, I talked, I've talked about it. Like I've been trying to read the same book for like five months. Um, I finally gave up on it cause I only got to page 28. Um, I just cannot pay attention to it. Um, same thing with school. I have to, it, I feel like maybe college is kind of a scam, like ridiculous expecting us to read this much, but like I'll read the, it'll, you know, it says like this week, read these chapters. They'd be wanting me to read like four chapters in a week. I can't, I've, I've never successfully been able to read my textbook um, for college ever, not even just now with my master's, but even in my undergrad and community college. Um, being able to like sit down and concentrate and read, I, I, I can't do it. Um, it even happens in conversations. Like I try so hard, but I have to like actively tell myself, Mary, make sure you're paying attention to what they're saying. Like if I, I, I'll catch myself like zoned out or like thinking about something else or just not in the conversation anymore. And I have to like remind myself like, oh shoot, what, what did this person just say? So definitely I, I, I have difficulty like in the conversations as well. Um, which kind of goes into this next one it does not seem to be like listening. Your mind seems to be elsewhere. Um, same thing. Like, I feel like I, I want to listen. Like I, I, I'll be, I notice it. I notice it all the time, but like, I'll be talking to like my friends and they're, they're, they're telling me a story and I'm like, yeah, it's interesting. And I want to know this about you. Like I, I, I love getting to know people. So if someone's telling me like a story about their family, I'm like, I want to know. I want to listen. I want to remember these details, but again, my mind just kind of zones and like goes elsewhere. Like I get focused on something else and I have to like try to remind myself like, oh shoot, pay attention. And then I have to try to like, then I'm like in my mind while the story's still going on, I'm quizzing myself. Like what, what was that person's name? Like his cousin was, the, what was their name? What, what do they do? Which one's that person? Like it, very difficult. Um, next one would be, you do not follow through with a task, whether that be school, chores, work. Um, I see that one prim like a lot in like my chores and like at stuff at home. Um, I'm pretty sure I've been working on laundry for like two weeks. Like I started it, I did a load. It's still in the dryer. Like I never folded it. And then I never did another load. So yeah, I've been trying to do laundry for like two weeks. 
Um, also, I should have said this at the beginning, but no judgments. You guys can't judge me, okay? I'm trying to figure out and learn for myself and get a better understanding of how ADHD affects me. So I might tell you guys things like that, like, oh yeah, you know, I've been doing laundry for two weeks. And yes, it seems like very, like it, I am still fighting with the, like the idea that like, it's not, it feels embarrassing to like not be a good adult. Like I feel like I'm a bad adult because I can't do simple things like laundry or doing the dishes, loading the dishwasher, like throwing out the trash, like so no judgments, but yes, following through with tasks. Um, definitely. I see that at home a lot. Um, with school, I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know because it's very difficult for me to start tasks when it comes to school. Like if I have a paper due, I do get it done. So obviously I'm following through, but I'm not fought. Like I'm not able to like start it in advance and like work on it throughout and like, like with schoolwork, I get it done. So I follow through, but I'm procrastinating and I'm doing it very last minute and it's not very good quality and I don't feel happy with it. So don't know, but yes, I definitely feel like I struggle with not following through with task. Um, next one would be difficulty with organization. Oh my gosh. I am the worst. I wish so badly that I was like organized and I, I was so, so badly, but I mean, if I look at my desk right now, it looks like a disaster. Um, so people that struggle with the this this one organization, um, you tend to be, you know, messy, disorganized, poor time management. Um, you tend to like lose things. So it's like I'll put something down and later I need it for whatever I'm working on and I don't know where I put it. So just the organizing task and activities um, I, I definitely struggle with that one. Um, the next one is you often avoid, you dislike, or you're reluctant to engage in tasks that require like a state sustained mental effort, AKA procrastination. So things like schoolwork or homework. Um, I do that one literally every week. In fact, I have homework due tonight and I should have done it first but I got very excited to do this podcast. So I still haven't done my homework. And for the last like two hours, I've been just like not just avoiding it. So um, yes, things like I know if I know I'm going to have to like think and like work hard on something like, yes, it's difficult me it's difficult for me to like want to start it. I, I'll avoid it at all costs. I mean, I talk about it all the time. I'm basically a professional procrastinator. So, um, yeah, that one sucks. <laughs> Let's see. Often loses things that are necessary for tasks or activities. So, again, materials, um, wallet keys, glasses, books, tools, all that good stuff. So, losing things that you need for activities or tasks. Um, I think that one, very similar to the organization, like, when I need something, I can never freaking find it, but it's always available when I don't need it. Like, it's like people joke about this and I know it happens to like, even people that don't have ADHD. It's like you put like, for example, my health insurance card. It's all, I see it all the time, all the time. It's somewhere. But as soon as I like call to make an appointment with my psych, with like a new psychiatrist or a provider, I'm like, where the heck is that insurance card? Like, so yes, kind of, I feel like this one 
does kind of tie into like the whole organization one. Like I don't have things in an organized manner. So when I need things, it is difficult for me to locate them. Um, so yes. Next one is often easily distracted. So this could include like unrelated thoughts. Um, definitely. I feel this happens to me all the time. I feel bad because, and I think there's another criteria where, criteria where it talks about like impulsively like interrupting people. I'll be having a conversation and then like randomly like a thought will come in my head and like I'll just blurt it out and like interrupt them and like ask my friend like a random question like, oh, are we doing this on Saturday? Or like, and we're ha having a totally separate conversation or like I'll just ask like, oh, have you heard of it? Like very random thoughts I get distracted by. Um, same thing with like, if I'm having a conversation with someone and like I see something or like something pops up on my phone, like my mind just instantly like disappears and goes elsewhere. So um, yes, very easily distracted. Um, and then the next one is often forgetful in daily activities. So this could include things like um, returning phone calls, paying bills, chores, running errands. Yes, I also feel like I struggle with this quite a bit, um, especially I joke about it. And I joke about, um, I joke about all these things. Like I joke about everything that's wrong with me. Um, but at the same time, like I, maybe I use humor to like get through things. Um, deep down, these are pretty serious struggles that I, that I'm dealing with, but like returning phone calls and text messages. Oh my gosh. I'm the worst. I've told you guys, you guys, if you know me on a personal level, you probably know I'm the worst. I'm the worst texter. Um, don't text me. Don't call me. Cause I will most likely definitely hundred percent forget to respond or get back to you. Or like we'll be in the middle of a conversation and then like I'll just basically ghost you for the day because I just, my mind goes elsewhere and then I forget um, things like calling and making appointments. Bro, I put off, I was supposed to, and this is sad because I love the dentist. I love getting my teeth cleaned. I feel so great. Um, so you know how you schedule your appointments like six months out or whatever. I had my appointment scheduled for like June, I think. But I started a new job and like the appointment date didn't work. So I had to cancel it. And you know, normal people would be like, oh, let me reschedule that to a day that works. I just kept forgetting and like putting it off and then forgetting and forgetting. And now we're in at the end of October. And like, I barely went to the dentist this week to get a cleaning because I just like keep forgetting. Um, another thing, I need to call my insurance company about something and file a claim on something. Um, that has also been on my to-do list for literally, I think since May, April or May, I've been meaning to like take care of something and I just keep forgetting and forgetting or like, I'll think about it in the middle of the night, which obviously it's like, I'm trying to go to sleep now. I don't, I'm not going to call my insurance company and handle it now. Like I need to remember to do it in the daytime. No, I just forget and I forget and I forget, um, paying bills. <sighs> I don't even know how they haven't taken any of my stuff away. Like I pay all my bills. Yes. But I'm always like, I don't do things in a timely manner. Like I, I forget. And then I like remind, remember when I don't have access to doing it at that exact moment and then I'll forget. And so I'm always like paying bills, like at the last minute. Um, so yes, forgetful and daily activities and tasks. Yes. It's the worst. Um, 
And it looks like that's it for the inattention, inattentive type. Um, so those are the diagnostic criterias for inattention. And I believe you need to meet six, at least six of those criterias to like meet, be, be diagnosed with the inattentive type. Um, so up next, we have the hyperactive type. Um, so this is hyperactivity and impulsivity. So same thing, you're supposed to meet six or more of the following symptoms uh, to be diagnosed. So let's get started. So first one, you often fidget. You tap your hands or feet or squirm in your seat. Um, yes. The thing with ADHD, like the hyperactive side of things, um, it there's like common knowledge that like, or like it's it's kind of known that it's seen a little bit more obviously in children compared to like adults. It's not as like obvious. So there's like more, because adults, you know, as you grow up, you kind of learn like, how to manage or like how like when things are appropriate or not appropriate so it's not as obvious in adults but I definitely do like even sitting here I don't know if you guys can hear my chair but I like spin back and forth um I'll mess like I'll tap my feet a lot um I will definitely like fidget with my hands um I will sometimes try to like have something on me so like my tennis ball. I don't know if any of you guys were around when I went through the tennis ball phase where I just always had a tennis ball on me so I can like mess with it in my hands and like fidget toys, things like that. Um, so that kind of falls into that first, first one of fidgeting. Now, uh, so tapping your feet, hands and squirming in your seat. I definitely do feel like I, uh, meet that. The next one often leaves your seats in situations when you're expected to remain seat seated. Um, so like leaving, your place in the classroom, in the office, um, or other situations where you're supposed to be like in one place. This one, um, it's not as prevalent now, I would say, but I do remember when I worked at the call center, obviously I was expected to like remain in my seat. And um, I was like the weirdo that I would like always be like up and down. So the whole fidgeting in your seat and like not being able to sit still. We had really nice chairs that had like the, the arm bar things. And I would sit up and like sit on like the arm bars. And like I was always just in weird positions. Um, if I wasn't on a call though, like if it was a slow day, I probably have talked about it too in like my call center episodes. I would go on walks. Like I was always, not always, but like I was not meeting the expected criteria of like, hey, you should be at your seat this long. I was all like my, um, like aux states where like, if you walk away from your desk, you kind of have to like log out or whatever from your computer. My aux states for like going on unscheduled breaks was a lot higher than the rest of my team because I just didn't want to be there. So I would like go to the bathroom. Even if I didn't need to go to the bathroom, I would go on a walk. I'd like, I would... I did not like to be in one place. Now it's not as much of an issue because I don't work in an environment like that. Like I work in a place where I am constantly moving. Like I don't have a desk. I don't like I'm, I work with kids. I'm playing with kids. I'm going to different areas with kids. So it's not as uh, prevalent anymore. Um, but I definitely do feel like if I am, because I, I, I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is like I'm not in, a lot of environments where I have to remain in one place. But 
in my experience, when I am in those situations or where I have been in the past, it is a little bit difficult for me to just stay in one place. Um, next one. Let's see. So, so kind of getting into situations where it's not necessarily appropriate or like kind of feeling restless, it says. So you climb into situations when it's inappropriate. Um, yeah, so maybe limited to feeling restless. I think, I don't know exactly what this one means, but from my understanding, if it's like just, because there's another one, like getting yourself into situations where it's not appropriate. So to me, I'm kind of interpreting that as like butting into conversations, maybe like maybe it's not my place to like get into your business or get into your conversation, but I'm doing it anyways. Um, I can see that a little bit in my life, not so like I can see it, but only in like with people that I know, like if like my family members having a conversation, like I definitely, even if it's not my business, like I've seen it, like, like if my dad, like for example, my dad and my Thea's are like arguing about something, like I've definitely put myself in there and like gotten into like, if it's something that it, like, it's a subject that maybe like irritates me or like something that like kind of makes me boil. Like if they're talking about like, I don't know, like morals and beliefs, things that like maybe don't align with something that I feel, I don't have a problem with like jumping in. And yes, maybe it's inappropriate because now it's like I'm creating tension between like my family, which I shouldn't be doing. Um, so yes, but not too much to the point where it's like I wouldn't butt into like a stranger's conversation or I wouldn't create those problems with people that I'm not comfortable with. But I also wonder how, like, because I do also have anxiety and, like, social anxiety. So I do also wonder, like, maybe if I didn't have the anxiety, if I would be more likely. I don't know. So yes and no on that one. Um, I'm not too sure. I guess it just depends, honestly, on, like, who, where, what the situation is that I'm butting into, I guess. Um, let's see. You're often unable to play or engage in leisure, leisure activities quietly. That's the next one, right? Did I skip one? Um, I am definitely a loud person. So when I am engaged in like something fun or like, I don't know, playing a game with like my cousins or friends or whatever it may be, I'm typically the one that's always like screaming and like super hyped and like, just being very vocal so I guess I meet that one I don't know I'm not I'm not a quiet person especially when I am having fun I I, I guess maybe that's why I, be, I turned the podcast into my leisure activity so that I can kind of ramble off and talk um but yeah like if if I'm in, like playing a game or something I'm not the time to like stay quiet and like sit there and play like no, I'm a, I'm a be obnoxious. It's the worst. I mean, it's not the worst. I'll talk about it in a second. Some other thoughts that I have. Um, let's see. You're often on the go. Or let's see. You're unable to be or uncomfortable being still for an extended amount of time. So things like meetings. It may be experienced by others as being restless or difficult. You're being, you are difficult to keep up with. I don't know if I meet this one. I don't feel like I'm super on the go. 
like I talked about, like the whole sitting for long periods of time. Yes, I get restless and like I don't want to, but I don't feel like I'm like, all right, what's next? What's next? What's next? Like, I don't, I don't really think that's me. Once I do get going though, like I don't want to stop. So like there's been times where like the only thing I can think of is like if I hang out with like a friend, um, we're hanging out. And once I'm in a good mood and like things are like, I'm having fun, I'm having a good time. Like I don't, like what's next? Like, oh, you want to go to Target? Oh, you want to go to like eat? You want to do this? Like just the other day, like I went to eat with uh, my friend Orlando and I was like, oh, you want to go to the mall? Like I just, once I'm going and like things are good, then no, I don't want it to like end. So even like, um, I think I talked about like I went out to have coffee with my friend Madison Um, and it was supposed to be a coffee day. And then I was like, so what are your plans today? You want to like hang out? And then I made her go to Target with me. And then after Target, we went to the mall. And then after, at that point it was lunchtime. So then we went to lunch. Like, I'm just like, oh, we should do this. Or, oh, you want to do this? And like, so in that sense, a little bit, but I don't think, I don't know. That's kind of the only way that I can like think of is like, I don't, I don't want to just do like one thing and like be done. Like, all right, Leah, let's have coffee. But all right, now what? Let's do something else. Let's go somewhere else. Let's do this. Like, let's just, yeah, I don't know. Um, next one. What letter am I on? Often talk successively. Yes, I do. I do. Like the other night I was talking to my buddy and I was just like somehow, and it's, it's like, I think it happens in phases Um, also with people that I'm comfortable with, but like sometimes I just get going. And then I told him probably like 10 stories in like 10 minutes and I was just going, going, going. And then from one subject to the other, and like, it got to the point where like, I try to be as self-aware as possible. So I can tell when like, I really, like really, really get crazy. And, um, I had to like text him and be like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I did that to you. Like, Poor guy, poor guys just sitting there listening to me like, oh yeah, and then this story, and then blah, like just jumping all over the place, like nonstop. That man, I didn't let him get a word in. Like I do talk excessively, um, hence why I do the podcast. I try, I but I actively have to try to like Miriam chill out and let someone else talk. And then like I'll let, like I was talking, I have a friend who has ADHD. And so it's cool, it's cool and it's funny and like, I don't know, but like when I go into those like just ranting type of like talking phases where I'm just like going, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm self-aware and I can recognize it after the fact. So I also recognize it in my friend that has ADHD and like one day he was going and I'm just sitting there like listening and li- I mean, trying to listen, like everything I talked about where I'm like trying to like keep myself in the story and like remember who this family member is and what that person did and like, but it's, it's funny that I can like. Maybe it's not funny. I don't know. But like, I like that I can recognize it in other people too that have ADHD and that have some of the similar struggles. Like, I know what, I I get it. And then even like in therapy, I've had like my therapist sometimes is like, you seem a little extra talkative today or like you're, you're definitely like going. And I'm like, oh, my bad, my bad. Should I stop? My bad. Um, next one, you often blurt out an answer before a question has been completed. 
So, or you're like completing people's sentences. You can't wait for your turn in conversation. Yes. <sighs> it's the worst. I try because honestly, it's also one of my pet peeves when other people interrupt me and like, I'm trying to tell a story and they're like, oh, and then this happened. And I'm like, bruh, maybe you should let me tell you that that happened and not just jump to conclusions and try to finish my story for me. Like also because I like to talk. So maybe that's why I get mad when people do it because it's like, no, it's not your turn to talk. Let me finish. But I do it too. And it sucks because it's like, you can't be mad at people for doing the same thing you do, but I don't do it on purpose um, at all. But yes, I definitely am the, am the person, like I, I've definitely, and I, again, I try my hardest to like be self-aware and recognize it and like hold back. There's been so many times where I like will interrupt someone and I like have to be like, no, 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 I'm sorry. Like I, I how rude, continue, continue. So like I'll catch myself. Um, but yes, I do interrupt people. It sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I interrupted you. But please don't interrupt me because <laughs> I like to talk. Um, let's see. You often have difficulty waiting your turn. Example, waiting in line. I hate waiting in line so badly. I don't have a problem with like, oh, you were in front of me. Go ahead. Like the concept of like waiting your turn. I don't have a problem with the concept of it. Like, for example, like driving. If, like, there's a lot, like, maybe traffic is stopped. You know when there's people that, like, like, when lanes merge because of construction or whatever. And, like, everyone's, like, in the lane going. And I hate, I get so mad at the people that, like, drive, like, on the side. And, like, will just go to the very front and try to, like, cut in. And I'm like, bro, you need to wait in line like everybody else. So the concept of waiting in line I don't have a problem with. But I, I do hate it. I hate it a lot. Like, I went to Disneyland once. And I know some of you guys are like, oh, happiest place on earth, Disneyland, yay, it's the best, we love it. No, I hated Disneyland, dude. I don't ever want to go back. I feel bad because everyone like talks about talks about how great it is, so I'm like, maybe I need to give it another chance. But I hated it so much because there was just so many lines and like, I just, I don't like to wait in line. If I see a long line, I'm dipping. Like, no thank you. I'll pass. I went to the Spirit Halloween store and the line was super long and I'm like, no, I don't, no. No thanks. Like, no. I, I, don't, I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate lines. Long lines. I can do, like, if there's, like, two people in front of me. But also, if, like, the line isn't moving, oh, my gosh, that drives me crazy, too. Like, I can't stand when it's, like, there's only one person in front of me, but, like, the cashier is, like, stuck on something. I get so angry, like, just so stressed. And, like, I'm like, bro, call someone else. Like, it shouldn't take this long. There's only two people here. Like, come on. <sighs> So I hate lines. Um, and the last one is you often interrupt or intrude on others. So you butt into conversations. You may start using people's things without asking or receiving permission. You may intrude or take over what other people are doing. Hmm. See, this one kind of is similar to like that other one, uh, just like butting into conversations. Um, yes, I do it. But again, only with like people that I know or I'm comfortable with like I'm not the type to like hear like straight you know how there, there are people that do it like you're having a conversation at the store with like your friend and like a random person like butts in and I'm like bro do I know you like no can you kick rocks please like so I don't do it like that like if I hear something I want to but I think my social anxiety just holds me back like if I'm like out the other day when I went to the mall with Orlando we were in a little anime store and like these kids next to me were like talking about 
some anime and as you guys know I get very excited with anime now so I like wanted to like jump in so bad and like talk to them but I was too too anxious and there's something else I'm going to talk about in a second that might be why I was getting too anxious Um, but before I forget I'll tell you what it is it's rejection sensitive dysphoria yes so I'll talk about sorry that was my note I did take some notes see so that was me flipping the paper um so anyways those are the diagnostic criteria for ADHD in the DSM-5 which is the most up-to-date model of the DSM um so same thing with the hyperactive like I said you have to meet at least six of those I wasn't paying attention but I have done it before and I do meet one two three four six of the hyperactive ones and seven of the inattentive types inattention ones um when i went through the diagnostic criteria a while back at that point i like wrote them down but like right now talking to you guys i don't i wasn't paying attention so i don't know how many i said i agreed with or not um anyway so yes so you can either be diagnosed as combined so you kind of you meet both of those or primarily inattentive or primarily hyperactive and impulsive um so yes so that's the criteria Um, next thing that I wanted to talk about with ADHD is how it affects executive functioning. Um, so ADHD, again, it's a neurodevelopmental disorder. So it works with, and again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I might be lying to you guys right now, but it works with like the, like neurotransmitters or chemicals in your brain. So, um, it's been associated with having a lack of dopamine and norepinephrine and my understanding is those tend to impact your executive functioning so people that have ADHD struggle a lot with executive functioning skills so that's what I'm going to talk about next so your executive functioning skills include things such as uh, your working memory spoiler alert my memory is terrible I have the worst memory I forget everything so even little examples like you know you get up and you walk to the kitchen to grab something and you show up and you're like why did I walk in here yeah so that happens to me all the time little things like this person just told me something and I'm like five seconds later they quiz me on it and I'm like what um I read something in a book and I'm like what like I just my memory is just terrible i forget things people ask me oh what'd you do this weekend i don't know i don't i don't know and i've always just associated it with well i don't know what i associate it with i think with my anxiety and like depression because people that have anxiety and depression like you know you tend to block things out and you don't want to remember things so i always associated it with that like i don't really remember my childhood um but it's also like even like more immediate like even like the reason that I started like questioning it or like not so much associating it with my anxiety and depression is because like even when I'm in good spirits, like my depression's been really good. Like I haven't been in a very depressed state. I still don't remember anything. So it's like, it can't be my depression and anxiety because like I feel okay. So um, yes, it's an executive functioning skill. Um, another thing is your cognitive flexibility. So this would be like being able to manage and shift your attention um things people that like multitask like you have to be able to know when to go from like oh let me take a pause on this and like i gotta put my attention over here like being able to manage that and shift your attention from one thing back to another um kind of between things um that's executive functioning 
I struggle with that. I can't, like, I don't know. I just, it also kind of ties into, like, um, you guys may have heard, maybe, I don't know, but people with ADHD tend to hyper-focus, and I think that kind of ties into that cognitive flexibility where it's, like, you get hyper-focused on one thing, and, like, you get lost in that, and, like, that's all you're doing for however long you're doing it. Um, it's because you don't have that flexibility to be like, oh, let me put, like, let me take a break on this. And like, I have to do this too. Or like, it's, it's just being able to, yeah, shift your attention. So, um, yes, that's one of them. Um, another thing is inhibitory control slash self-control. So that's another big one. I'm also going to dive a little bit deeper on, how I feel like this one impacts me the most, but this again, like kind of goes into like the impulsivity, like being able to just control yourself and like, Hey, maybe I shouldn't do this. Or like, maybe I shouldn't spend this money. Me. Like I said, I don't even know how I'm not homeless. Like I just be spending my money on like, I don't even know what. Um, so like the money finances part of like self-control and like, Hey, I'm, I'm running low on money. Maybe I shouldn't go out, go to Ulta and spend $70. Like, no, because yesterday I still went to Ulta and I spent $70. And then my bank texted me and was like, bro, you don't have any money. What are you doing? And I already knew I didn't have any money. So why did I go to Ulta and spend $70? I don't know. And you know what I bought at Ulta? I don't even remember. I literally don't know what I bought. How did I spend $70 at Ulta? I don't know. So self-control. Um, the biggest way that I see it. And again, I'll dive a little bit deeper in just a moment is, um, with eating for me. So that's also self-control being able to like, Hey, I'm already full. I don't need to eat this snack or, um, this isn't like a super healthy meal. Maybe I shouldn't eat it. Like, no, like me, I'll just eat whatever. Like to the point where like at work, people know that I'll take their leftovers. Like my friends always like, Hey, I don't want this. You want it? And instantly I'm like, yep. Even if I just ate and I'm full and I don't want it, I don't even know what you're offering me. I'm like, yeah, I'll eat it. Like, so food's a big one with self-control. Um, more executive functioning skills, again, are going to be things like organizing, prioritizing, focusing your attention, um, time management, being able to make plans, execute on plans. All of that is the death of me. Literally, I feel like if I could just figure out how to control and manage and handle this, my life would just be like so much better. One day, it's my dream in life is to be able to freaking just do this stuff. Like again, even like this episode, for example, I've been been talking about it to myself for months now, how I want to sit down and do an episode on like what I know about ADHD and how I see it in my own life. And I couldn't get myself to organize it. I couldn't get myself to like sit down and focus, to make a plan, to like none of it. Then prioritizing again, I have homework due in two hours and I haven't started because I chose to prioritize this podcast over my homework, which is more time sensitive. But this podcast is a little bit more stimulating to my brain. It's more exciting. It's something that I want to do versus my homework which is not, it's boring. I don't want to do it. So of course I'm going to prioritize something that's going to stimulate my mind because I, people with ADHD seek that stimulation. They want things that are new, that are exciting, that are like fun versus some, like they're going to choose that over something that's boring and like 
not new or not exciting. So, um, yes, definitely very difficult with all of this executive functioning stuff. Um, another thing is going to be regulating emotions. I slightly, let me flip my page. I'm sorry. Slightly talked about the whole rejection sensitive dysphoria. Um, but people with ADHD do have difficulty regulating their emotions. Um, again, it kind of ties into like the whole impulsive thing. Like we, when we don't regulate our emotions and we're also, we struggle with impulsivity, of course, it's going to lead to things like outburst and like, bro, I will never forget. There was one time in high school, one of my most embarrassing, I don't really like it. I don't know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything. I like to say that I don't really get embarrassed, but I'm about to talk about how I do get embarrassed. But like one of the most embarrassing things that probably ever happened to me in high school is like I was sitting in English class and I think I was fighting with my boyfriend at the time. I don't even know what was happening, but I'm just sitting there and out of nowhere, like my teacher's giving a full-blown lecture. Like I don't I think we were read it's English class, so we we're probably reading a book or something. Like, I don't know, but my teacher we're all everyone's quiet. My teacher's like walking, you know, giving a lecture. And out of nowhere, I just bust out crying, like bawling, like ugly crying, bawling my eyes out, like hyperventilating, crying. And I get up and I run out of the classroom. Actually, that happened in two of my classes, now that I think about it, because I was in a 3D design class. Is that 3D design? I don't know, like a freaking sculpture class. And like, I remember I started crying there too. And one of my friends, I don't know if he was in my class or like if someone told him, but I remember one of my friends like came into the classroom and like, I'm crying. So he like walks me out of the classroom. Like, so difficulty regulating emotions. I don't tend to get upset, like angry. So I don't like yell at people or I do, I do actually struggle with irritability. So I, I, I guess maybe I get, I get annoyed. It's not so much angry, but like I get frustrated and annoyed and I get irritable and then I'm kind of like mean to people, my little brother mostly, but just emotions in general, being able to like regulate and understand like, Hey, you're feeling this way. Like let's do like just being able to manage that because to me, it's not, oh, there's not a lot of management there. And it's like, if I feel overwhelmed, next thing I know, I'm bawling my eyes out. It doesn't even matter where I'm at. Like, I couldn't hold it together enough to like, hey, recognize what's going on with me. Maybe let me step to the restroom or something like go somewhere private. Or so, yes, emotions, regulating emotions. That is a difficult thing for people with ADHD. Um, so talking about emotions, going into the whole rejection sensitive dysphoria. Um, so people that struggle, like basically people with ADHD tend to be like highly sensitive to rejection. Um, and so we like are terrified of being rejected. Um, so this people that, you know, struggle with this, it can kind of come out as like having really low self-esteem, which I've talked about how I struggle with my self-esteem and like just not feeling good enough and not feeling like I'm like worthy or things like that. Um, having extremely high standards for yourself. Another thing, like I've talked about the whole all or nothing thinking and being a perfectionist and like I like have, have always growing up had this expectation by, that by the time I was 23, I would be like this, 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 and this. And here I am 27 years old and I'm like not even close. I feel like I'm further than that than ever before. Like I, I would set these crazy high standards for myself and like never be, they're, they're never realistic. So never being able to like meet those standards. Um, and it's because like 
I think the whole rejection thing, like if I have these crazy standards, like there's, if I can be this perfect person, there's no way I would get rejected. So being anything less than that, it's like, it just kind of calls for like, of course, people aren't going to want to be around, like people are going to reject me. Um, the whole rejection sensitive dysphoria also kind of leads into like avoiding social set situations or settings and also withdrawing from like social situations and settings. Um, I will avoid social settings as much as possible, but I will say I, I, I also love public speaking, like low key, like when I was a facilitator, like does to this day was probably my favorite job that I've ever had was being a facilitator and being able to teach and talk to people. And like, I love, I love that, but I had more control over that situation because I was prepared and I like was able, so I had these, this standard of myself of like, okay, I'm going to, I have to teach this class, like make sure I know everything about my subject and my material so that I'm like very well prepared. So I can't disappoint people. Like I would still basically meet the perfectionism in preparing for those classes. So of course I loved them because I, I felt really prepared. If you have, like, if I have like, I, I can't do basically like if I'm not prepared, like overly prepared, then I'm falling apart, which is why like I hated like my last job with like the whole insurance thing. I like knew the basics. Yes. But like throw a random question at me and I, I crumble. Like I fall apart. So um, it just comes like when I feel prepared. Because if I feel prepared, then I'm not going to get rejected. People aren't going to be disappointed in me because I know what I'm talking about. Like I'm meeting those standards. Um, but yes, I try to avoid social situations. Um, I've talked about the whole dating thing. Like I don't put myself out there. No thank you. Like I'm going to avoid it at all costs. I don't make friends easily because I don't want to put myself out there. Um, so people that struggle with this sensitivity thing, you basically just like pull away and you shut yourself out before other people can shut you out. Um, so yes, basically I'm highly sensitive and I've always known that I was highly sensitive. Um, over the years, I feel like I've gotten better with that. Um, but I've always been like a very emotional, sensitive person. Like I used to joke about like how much of a crybaby I was, which now looking back on it makes sense. The whole like emotion regulation thing and the sensitivity thing, like the ADHD is probably why I was such a crybaby and why I was so sensitive to things. Um, but yes, like I've always been that way. Like it, I've, I've always been that way. So now I at least have a little bit of a better understanding over it. Um, again, I don't feel like I'm as much of a crybaby anymore. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe, you know, PTSD and going through things in life has just made me a little bit stronger. Um, but I do still notice how it affects me as far as like, I don't have a lot of friends. I don't, I don't even know, like the friends that I do have, I don't know how I made them. Like, obviously, like, work friends, you work with these people, you talk to them so much, like, you get to know, you're forced to get to know them. So, yes, it's, like, that's the only way I've ever been able to make friends. Like, I don't know how people make friends just, like, in general. Um, when I was at university, the friends that I made living in Tucson were all still just friends from work. I don't think I have, I don't, I didn't meet anybody going to my university, which is sad because it's, like, university... I had this expectation that it was going to be this life-changing thing and like I was going to meet so many great people and join all these clubs and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
no, I shut down. I didn't talk to, I would go to class, not talk to anybody and go home and like, that's it. I didn't join any clubs. I didn't make any friends. Like I don't make friends easily. And I think it does kind of stem from here where it's like, if I put myself out there and like someone thinks I'm weird or like they don't like me, like I'm not good with rejection. Like I don't like it. I don't, I can't handle it. I don't, there's been so many times where like, I want to ask someone to hang out and it's like, I can do it. Like some, I don't know. I can't, I can't really do it. And if I do figure out a way to do it, it tends to be like electronically, like behind a screen. So it's like, if they do reject me, reject me, at least they're not seeing my face. I don't have to see their face. So it's like, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more bold, not even bold though. It's like still like the very bare minimums, like normal people can like hey, do you want to like hang out sometime? And I'm over here like overthinking a text message about like finding like a very nonchalant like way to try to ask this person to hang out without being direct because like, uh, yes, I can't do it. It's the worst. Uh, So that's the RSD or the rejection sensitive dysphoria Um, and the whole like just being very sensitive and very, oh man. Anyways, let's continue on. I only have a few more things. Um, The next one is motivation deficit disorder or just struggles with motivation. Um, I should have taken more notes on this one. I remember like reading about this and like watching a few like videos on this concept um, where people that have ADHD like struggle with not necessarily having motivation because we have it, but just the execution which, um, again, everything we've talked about, it kind of goes back to the executive function, being able to plan, being able to organize, being able to execute and prioritize and like follow through with things. So the motivation part of things, it's a difficult one for me because this is where not so much like the, like me being in denial about ADHD, but where I struggle with finding the balance of like accepting like hey, ADHD causes these issues for me versus like, you're just lazy. Like I still struggle to this day with like beating myself up and getting these negative thoughts about like Miriam, like, why are you so lazy? Why don't you work harder? You have no discipline. Like you're just worthless. Like you're, you just don't try enough. Like other people like can do it. Why can't you do it? Well, it's not necessarily like, and I'm telling myself this now, because like I'm thinking critically about it and I have like right now I'm in a good place where I understand what it is. But like when I get in those dark moments, like I, it's hard for me to talk myself out of it and be like, Miriam, it's not that you're lazy. It's that you have, you know, ADHD that's untreated and unmedicated. Like you're not a lazy piece of shit basically. So I'm still struggling with that because it sucks to beat yourself up and like be so mean to yourself about like, you're just lazy and you're useless and like you just need to work harder and have more discipline that's also i think the biggest the biggest like um misunderstanding maybe because i've had other people also tell me like well you just need to work harder you just need to like really commit and like put your mind to it and it's not that it's not that i'm not motivated like i get so motive like i have so much motivation inside of me and like to the point where it's like, like best and easiest and most prominent example in my life is the whole fitness and like losing weight thing. Like 
all hyper focus on like wanting to lose weight and like it's all I think about and it's like it's it it's all I think about is like how how I want to lose all this weight and how I really want to like do this this and this and like I'm so motivated and I feel great and I'm like I can do this I can do this I can do this and then things just kind of fall apart and like I don't do it and it's been years now that I'm in that same boat where it's like I don't do it and so then that turns into me just like hating myself like bro why are you so lazy like other people wake up at 5 a.m. and you can't even get out of bed until like you're for like you're running late basically and it's like you're just so lazy you don't have any discipline like I remember talking to my friend Tay and um I've told you guys about Tay and like how we're just like good friends and have these really great conversations and like one time we were talking about like I don't know. He asked me like, what's the one thing that you would change about yourself? And like, I, I know, and I've told you guys, I know I have these struggles. I understand that I want to continue in improving on myself and working on myself and like growing and developing, but through it all, I do love who I am. So there's not really anything. Like I said, like, I don't really have regrets. I don't like, there's nothing that I like hate myself or like that. I yeah, hate about myself. Like, I mean, yes, I wish that I, like, looked different and, like, so yes, like, little things, but, like, on a serious level, if I had, like, a magic, like, fairy to be, like, hey, I'll give you, grant you three changes in your life, like, what would it be? Like, there's not really anything, like, that I would seriously, like, ask for. And so when he asked me that, what's the one thing that you would change about yourself? The only thing that I wanted to change about myself was my discipline level. Because I feel like I'm lazy. I feel like I don't work hard enough. I feel like, and I've thought about it so many times and like I've tried identifying like why am I so lazy? And I've blamed it on my parents like for blessing me too much. Like I've literally like blamed it on my parents that the reason that I'm so lazy, I'm like, well, they just gave me too much. Like I had just such a good life that like I never had to learn how to struggle and like how to work hard. And it's like, no, that's not it. That's not it. There's more to it and it's not just that you're lazy and that's also the scariest part about like accepting the ADHD is that I don't want to, I don't want to accept it too much to the point where I'm using it as an excuse but at the same time like it's not an excuse, it's an explanation. So it's hard for me to talk to people who don't get it because to them like they I'm sure they just think I'm using it as an excuse or maybe they don't understand how ADHD affects people so they're just they just see a lazy person and so then they tell me that I'm lazy and then I tell myself that I'm lazy and I'm like dude it's literally even been to the point where like all this stuff is like hat like it, it gets to the point where it's like, maybe I don't even have ADHD. Like, maybe I'm just, like, I just want to have ADHD because, like, I want, an, like, an explanation for why I'm so lazy. But in reality, I'm probably just super lazy. Like, it's a very, very difficult, like, identity crisis type of thing that I'm going through um, with the whole motivation thing. And just, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it besides just, like, that's, like... In my brain, I'm fighting myself like, Miriam, no, you're not. Like, you're trying to be gentle and try to be understanding. And it's like, you're not just lazy. You start, like, you have a whole, like, this is literally a neuro, like, developmental disorder. Like, I don't have a neurotypical brain. So, I can't expect certain, like, I don't know. 
but ADHDers definitely do have gaps in like their motivation where it's like for a normal person with a neurotypical brain, they may have the exact same characteristics of motivation and they can execute on something with that motivation. And I have those exact same like pillars, but I can't do it. And like I watched, um, I watched a video about, um, they called it like a motivation bridge. And I want to do another episode on that in particular because it was a really great way to explain it and to like understand it. Um, so hopefully like I can do that and talk a little bit more about it. But basically for this one, um, motivation is it's, we have it, but it's not enough. Like compared to someone with a neurotypical brain, like we could have the exact same motivation. You're going to be able to execute it better than I will be. Um, and the last thing that I want to talk about is the one that, I mean, all of this ADHD I'm starting to realize affects me in all of the areas of my life, but this is the one that like I personally cling to the most because it's something that I've like really wanted to work towards and like really wanted to like target and fix for so many years more than like everything else. Um, which I don't, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's the whole weight gain and, um, the association with people that have ADHD and obesity. Um, I don't know why I put so much emphasis and focus on my appearance and like how I look and how I feel, but that's, you know, a different, different story, I guess. Um, but there is at least several studies have found that there is kind of a correlation with people that have ADHD being obese. Um, ADHDers are four times more likely to be obese than neurotypical people. Um, and what I was able to break down is that there's a few reason for a few reasons for it. Um, I was also listening to, I believe it was Dr. Russell Barkley talk. Like I was listening to like one of his speeches, presentations, I don't know. He's like a ADHD expert. Um, I believe, and again, I might be lying cause I didn't write it down, but he talked about how like people that go in for like obesity as like a concern to like their doctor provider, whatever. Um, I believe it was like 40% of them have ADHD. So there's a very strong correlation with like obesity and ADHD and just kind of them kind of going hand in hand. Um, but the reasons that I can kind of identify, um, is of course going back to the executive functioning. Um, so if you're already struggling with like planning, organizing, prioritizing, executing, you're definitely less likely to be prepared with healthy meals. So being able to plan out like what I'm going to eat for this week or even for this day, like that planning, being able to plan like, oh, I need to go to the grocery store. What should I get at the grocery store? Like all of that, the whole just executive functioning side of things, like being able to plan and just be prepared basically with healthier meals is one issue. Um, the next one is the impulsivity of ADHD. Um, being impulsive, it's like, I don't, I don't like if somebody offers me snacks or junk, I'm gonna say yes. Like I don't stop and think about it. 
I just impulsively will take it. Um, if I'm driving down the street and I see an in and out and I'm like, Ooh, that sounds bomb. I'm going to go like, I, you're just, you're just impulsive about things. You just, you just do it. Like you don't think about like, Oh, I already had fast food today. Like, no, I don't think about that. I'm just going to go if I'm hungry and like, I already don't have any food at my house. Like I'm not prepared. I don't have groceries. One, I don't have anything cooked already. Like it's easier, it's faster. And it's, I'm going to go with that route to just go to something that's easy and convenient, which tends to be like fast food or junk food. Um, it's just, it's people that, you know, you're a little bit more impulsive. Like I said, at work, people will offer me like, Oh, Hey, I want, do you want this? Yes. I'll just take it. I already ate, but that looks good. And you're on, and it's free. So I'm going to take it. Like the whole impulsivity thing is also a big contributor. Um, the next one would be self-regulation. So again, just knowing when to stop, bro. There's been so many times that I'm full, but I'm going to keep eating. I don't know why, but I just keep going. So now I'm overeating or like it's, it's stupid. It's embarrassing. It sucks. But it's like, if I'm eating a bag of chips and I'm like kind of almost done, like why stop? Might as well just finish it. It's like, yes, my, like my stomach feels like it's going to explode and I'm like full and like, I don't need any more, but I'm so close to the end. I might as well just finish it. Right? Like what's the point in saving this little amount? And I'm definitely not going to throw them away because that's a waste of money and blah, blah, blah. So it's like just the self-regulation of like, Hey, I don't, I, I feel my body's full or, or even like, um, regulation with like going back to like the emotions, like it's hard to regulate what what you're feeling and so a lot of times it's like maybe I'm just bored but I'm like I'm gonna go eat because I think maybe I'm hungry like instead of being able to identify like what you're actually feeling whether like people that like um eat their feelings like you depress eat um it's kind of that similar similar concept where it's like you're not regulating like you're feeling sad you're gonna well I guess that's a little different because you're coping through food but I don't know. It's kind of same thing. Like you're just the regulation of like, Hey, I don't, I'm not hungry right now. I'm just bored, but I'm feeling that boredom with food thinking that I'm hungry when I'm not, it's just kind of regulating and being able to be aware of your emotions and also know how you're feeling and knowing that like, I don't need this cupcake. Like it may be available and it's free and it's there, but I don't need it. Like other people can like say like, Oh no, I'm good. Like I don't, I'm good. I already had sweets today. Me, I'm like, give it to me. Just, I'll, I'll take it. Um, the other thing is, um, like people with ADHD tend to have, uh, weird sleep habits. Um, I've never thought, like, I don't know. I am a weird sleeper. I like to think that I'm a good sleeper because I like to go to bed at like 9 PM. But like, let's be honest. I have not been going to bed at 9 PM. I've been going to bed at like 1 AM. Um, I, str- I have struggled I have trouble waking up in the morning. So getting up all night, like my sleep, see, I can't talk anymore. My sleep schedule is all messed up. Um, and then with that last medication that I was on, I was also oversleeping. Um, and then also with not being able to like manage my food intake, I'm overeating to the point where it's like, you know, you go into a food coma and it's like, next thing you do is like fall asleep. Like all of that happens to me. Like my sleep is just not really on a good schedule. I don't think I lack sleep. I think I oversleep. Like I sleep all the time. 
Um, so that's another thing is just that sleep habits um, with ADHDers that they're not very good and consistent. So that can impact your weight gain. Um, and then the last thing about this is, you know, just dopamine in general. Um, so you, our brain needs stimulation and it needs those like good hormones and like all that good stuff. And, and we get that from certain foods. So it's like, yes, I want to eat all this junk food because it's going to give me like a little bit of stimulation. It's going to make me feel good in the moment. And yes, it's not good in the long run, but we're looking for kind of those quick like burst of dopamine and burst of like just stimulation and we can get that through food as well so um, all of those are different contributors towards obesity Um, and then again that uh, doctor that I had listened to he talked about like the whole going back to like the executive functioning and like the self-control and like self-regulation like if I can't control one, not only just my diet, but like getting myself on a workout plan and knowing what to do with the gym and like, I can't manage my things. So I'm working out not consistently and not effectively. And I'm also eating terrible. So like, of course, it's very difficult for me to lose weight because of all these things that are like basically working against me. Um, So yes, again, The fitness one is the one that I put the most emphasis on because it's like a goal that I've had for all these years and I just keep failing at it and it sucks and I get mad at myself and then that leads to like more anxiety, more depression and like finding kind of like a root cause or explanation where it's like maybe these are some of the reasons why you're not hitting this goal. If I can fix that and like hit this goal, then I feel like it's going to kind of clear up a lot of my other issues. Um, I've kind of determined that my ADHD is somewhat the cause of like my depression and anxiety. Like, I mean, not a hundred percent, of course, like I know that I struggle with anxiety and depression just in general, but like a lot of things, like the whole thing with like school, like I'm down to like, because I've been talking for an hour about ADHD, I'm down to like an hour after this to do my homework. So then I'm going to be stressed about doing my homework and like, why did I wait till the last minute? I should have done this before I did this stupid podcast. And then I start beating myself up and then I get mad at myself. And then now I'm anxious because am I going to get it done in time? Am I going to be able to turn it in? My grades are going to fail. And like, then I'm not going to be able to be successful if I can't even manage one simple homework assignment. How am I supposed to manage a whole career? Blah, blah, blah. And now my anxiety is ramped up and I'm like, going into a panic attack. Um, Same thing with like, I've always struggled with and I just, I always attributed it to like my anxiety and not knowing how to cope with my emotions, but like cleaning around the house. Like I get so overwhelmed where it's like, oh my gosh, all of this has piled on. Now I have to clean, like deep clean this entire house because I couldn't manage to just like do one thing a day to like keep it clean overall. Now it's like everything And I have all or nothing thinking. So it's like, I need to clean this whole thing today. So then I get overwhelmed and then I shut down because I don't know how to manage that overwhelm. When that again, ties into the executive functioning that I'm struggling with because of ADHD. So that's another thing that causes my anxiety. And then I know depression is a little different because people that have depression, sometimes, you know, we just have depression, but I don't help it when I'll, all I'm doing is talking negatively about myself and like talking about how lazy I am and how nobody likes me and how I'm not worthy of anything. Like that doesn't help my already existing depression. 
And again, a lot of that stuff, I am now understanding that it kind of stems from my ADHD. So I just, I really do truly feel like if I can figure out how to manage my ADHD and like how to target some of these things and like make improvements, then I think it's going to have a tremendous impact on my anxiety and my depression because if I can like actually do the things that I want to do, I won't have to hate myself for not being able to do them. If I could actually reach my goals, I won't have to hate myself for being a failure. Like I really think that my ADHD is kind of the root of a lot of my struggles. And um, that's why I finally got to the point where like, I'm trying to find treatment. Yes, my first medication didn't work. And I'm pretty sure I complained about my psychiatrist. So like, I'm not going to see her anymore. I have an appointment this week with a new psychiatrist. So I'm hoping that like this works out better. But like, I don't want to give up. Even if this psychiatrist doesn't work out, like, all right, I'll keep trying. Like, I'll find another one. Like, at some point, I have to be able to find treatment that works for me because now I understand and now I realize that I need to be able to manage my ADHD if I want to do anything, like, in my life. Like, everything that I complain about, about my own life, I feel like is rooted in this. So, I'm... Feeling motivated, I definitely feel like I'm going in the right direction. Like I'm trying to make the right or find the right treatment. Um, I, I'm excited because I, I can feel like I can see it. It's like someday I won't struggle with this stuff. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. But I definitely am still like struggling with the whole like just... Like, I, I don't know. Like, I accept it. Yes, I have ADHD. But at the same time, like, do maybe I don't fully accept it because I'm still struggling with, like, maybe you don't have ADHD, Miriam. Maybe you're just lazy and, like, you just want an excuse to be late. Like, no, that's not it. I don't know, bro. I'm stressed out. <sighs> but anyways. Um, the last thing that I really wanted to talk about, I probably should have talked about this at the beginning because we were going over, like, the diagnostic criteria. Um, although I do feel like I meet the diagnostic criteria for both the inattentive and the hyperactive. Um, so technically like my diagnosis would be combined. Um, yeah. So combined presentation, which would, which means that I have both the hyperactive and the inattention. Um, I don't care so much to, to like treat my hyperactivity. Um, another way that I don't think I like talked about but like what I've read and like another way that like the hyperactive can come through in adults is like me, if you guys know me on a personal level, um, especially like my family, like my brothers and stuff, they know like the true me. So they know like the weird me, like I tend to like dance around. Like if I'm like really excited, I like do a little dance and I get really like pumped and like, I just like, I have to like get the like energy out somehow. I also like will sing like, Bro, so many times, like, I'm at work and randomly I start humming Christmas songs. Like, my brain just fixates on, like, a random thing and, like, I'm singing or humming. And, like, like those are little ways that, like, little examples of how the hyperactivity can kind of come through in adults. Because it's, like, I'm an adult. Like, I know when it's not appropriate to, like, get up and run around the classroom. Like, you know, so the body has to find somewhat appropriate ways to 
get that hyperactivity out. Um, so for me though, anyways, I don't, I don't know why I started telling you guys about that, but, um, I don't mind that so much because at the same time, I feel like it gives me my personality. Like maybe I shouldn't, the whole identity crisis thing, maybe I shouldn't put my whole personality on like having ADHD and being hyperactive, but like, I like who I am. I like being a little weird. I like being kind of like funny. Like I don't, I like that. I don't want to like find a medication that's going to make me boring and like I'm never going to dance again. Sorry. I keep hitting the table because I'm like, I talk with my arms a lot, which I think is another example of like the hyperactivity is just like using your hands and your arms a lot. But I don't want to get rid of that. I'm mostly focused on managing the inattentive side and like the executive functioning stuff. Um, But I wanted to at least point out that like, I do feel like I like who I am and maybe I'm a little bit weird and I'm a little hyper and I'm a little like just out there and maybe it's because of the hyperactivity and the ADHD, but I like that. I like who I am. I like my personality. I feel like it makes me a little different and I may be a little weird, like, yes, but I think it's okay. Um, I think that's everything. I've been talking for a while. Hopefully, I don't know. I think this came out okay. For anybody that's listening, I know maybe you don't have ADHD, but I hope that this gives you a little bit more of an understanding and an insight into me. Hopefully your friend. Hopefully we're friends or family or something, you know. Now you kind of understand me a little bit better. You kind of understand some of the struggles that I am dealing with. And yeah, so yeah, maybe you don't have ADHD, but now you kind of have a little bit of insight into the ADHDer's life mine in particular, and maybe you resonate, I don't know who's listening, so maybe you did resonate with a lot of what we talked about, and so maybe this is a wake-up call, and you're like, oh, snaps, I struggle with that too, maybe I should do some research, or get assessed, and get diagnosed, who knows, but I wanted to put it out there, because I also needed just a reminder for myself, Um, like I talked about, I do still have issues with the whole just accepting that this is something that is part of me or something that I struggle with. Like um, I don't have a neurotypical brain where it's like, I should just expect to be able to do things like easily. Um, so I wanted to put it out there because it kind of gave me a place to go through everything that I've learned so far. Well, most of the stuff that I learned cause I failed to take notes, but give me a place to kind of go put it all out there and like really assess like how it's impacting my life. And I, I don't know. I feel like it'll give me, it, it, it just helped. It helped me to feel more accepting of what I have or what I'm going through. Um, and yeah, the other thing that I guess the, like the reason why I wanted to do this is because I feel like there's still that negative stigma about like other people not understanding what ADHD looks like or what it is. And so like, I had a, I was talking to one of my cousins, um, actually a little side story. Hopefully it doesn't take long, but I was talking to one of my cousins and I was telling her about like my med, she's a pharmacy tech. So I was telling her about like my medication and like what I'm trying now and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, wait, you're not on antidepressants. And the whole medication thing, I talked about it in my last episode a little bit. So if you're interested, like go there, but, um, I am not interested in doing any treatments for my like depression through medication. I just want to focus on my ADHD when it comes to medication. 
And so I was telling her that I was like, no, I, I'm not an antidepressant. Like my, I'm right now I'm just focused on my ADHD. And she's like, so you feel like it's just your concentration? And I'm like, well, no, it's not just that I can't concentrate. It's like, and I started kind of telling her about all these other areas of my life that I, I've talked about in this episode and how like it's affecting me. And like, she kind of just brushed it off and she was like, well, you seem pretty accomplished. So I don't know why you're like giving up or like, I don't know exactly what she said, but it really bothered me because yes, I've been able to accomplish a few things. Um, I graduated college with my bachelor's. I'm working on a master's. Um, I was able to buy a house. I was able to buy a car. Like I have a job. Like, yes, I'm some, I don't know. Like I guess to some people that could be considered accomplished. Like, yes, I've accomplished a few things. To me, it doesn't feel like enough. But, I mean, I have my own mental struggles on the reasons why I don't feel like I'm enough. Um, But just because I, like, was able to do those things doesn't mean it was easy for me. Um, And so it it bothered me a little bit that she just kind of brushed it off like, like it was no big deal. Like, oh, I don't know why you're letting up. Like, you're fine, basically. Um... So I think that was the other reason that I wanted to do this is because some people, like I said, they don't get it. And I, I still get things done. Like I, like I get my assignments turned in, I get good grades, but it's not easy for me to do it. And it's, it's a battle every single time I have to do something. And it's like, it's like going to war with myself. Like even my house, like I walk into my house, I walk, I like I look around, I look at my desk, there's three cans of Red Bulls just sitting here because I haven't thrown them away. Like, this trash can is full because I haven't taken it out. Like, I have a house, but just because I have a house doesn't mean that, like, it's easy for me to own a house. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, just because we can accomplish things doesn't mean we didn't have to fight ourselves and go to war with ourselves and with our own brain to do it. So, um, I don't know. There's just like a weird understanding of what ADHD is. And I wanted to kind of like break it down in my own words and like how it impacts me to hopefully give people a little bit more insight because I don't know, there's just that weird stigma around it and that weird, just like people that have ADHD, like can't do anything, but we do do things. It's just very hard for, for us to do things. So it's like, if I can find a way to manage this and make my life easier, I want to do that. Like, imagine like, imagine what I could accomplish if I had this under control. Like, I would probably be, I don't know, like, I don't know, but my ultimate goal was just to kind of provide some insight. And so hopefully if you had negative thoughts around ADHDers and like maybe you thought ADHD was just like oh you're just hyper all the time like now you kind of get a little bit more understanding and it's like hopefully it'll build some empathy like you if you don't know what someone's going through then don't assume ask questions feel free to ask me questions if there's anything that I didn't talk about or anything that you wonder like oh I wonder if this is because of ADHD like ask like I think it's so important to have good conversations with people about things that you don't know about I think that's huge. So if there's, yeah, just, if you're not aware, just ask or don't, just don't assume. You don't know what someone's going through. It was defeating for me. Like that message really like kind of messed me up a little bit because 
I already struggle with this identity crisis of like, damn, you're just lazy. So getting messages like that where it's like, I don't, it was like, she, she, she said like, I find that hard to believe or something. It's like getting things like that where it's like other people questioning you and like doubting you just feeds into the doubt that I already have. So I just feel like if I can do, if I can help just one person out there understand it a little bit better, like hopefully that's that's something. Anyways, I'm rambling. I talk a lot. I'm sorry. Um, I am going to wrap it up again. I hope, I hope this helped anyone out there but i mean more importantly it helped me so i guess that's what this is for um i love you thank you so much for listening and like i said i'm open to if you have questions or if you want deeper understanding please let me know um you guys are great i love you thanks for being here for me and i will talk to you later bye